see here's the cold steel on this creepy ass floor tonight Although you're locked in a glass cage I'm keeping you in my sights Now is it something I said, a picture that I took Did my words not come out right? Well I tried not to irk you Well I tried But I guess that's why they say Every die on your soul And take mine is your goal When this podcast It's taking its fucking toll Every doll wants your song Yeah, too everybody and welcome to episode number five of the between the cracks podcast i'm your host bill and with me as always is my co-host chris chris it's that time again i gotta ask you a question how are you tonight um great bill thanks for asking and what do we have in store for our listener tonight our listener <laughs> tonight we have a very creepy case um a creepy little case i should say not that i'm trying to mock the gentleman but we've done it now are <laughs> tonight we're going to be talking about our little friend robert the doll now robert is a 100 plus year old doll that lives down in the florida keys more specifically he lives in a museum down in the florida keys now the interesting thing about robert is not so much his appearance. He doesn't look too scary. He's not very creepy looking. Nah. Not many ominous features. It's what he does to the people that come to view him if he does not, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, play by his rules. That is correct. <clears throat> they, uh, the whole story, which we will get into, will build up to this very creepy little doll in a case in this museum. But for anyone who visits, they must ask his permission for a picture. And if they do not, things, very creepy things, tend to happen to them. Well, first off, he's contained in this glass case. He's inside this glass enclosure, like a hamster. Apparently, you're supposed to ask his permission if you could take a picture of him or take a picture with him. And if you don't, Apparently, your camera will be ruined or, you know, malfunction in some sort of way until you leave the museum. Now, there have also been reports that he has cursed people that disrespect him. So, uh, I just want to let Robert know right now that Chris put me up to all of this tonight. <laughs> Chris wrote the script. I'm just an innocent bystander here. <laughs> Bill, we are going to need you to actually spend the night as the museum keeper uh, just to make sure that nothing uh, happens. But we will need you to make sure that Robert comes out of the case and is properly cleaned. <laughs> well, well, the crazy thing is that they actually do have a museum keeper. As you say, there is a museum keeper that said at the time that Robert arrived, he initially was not in his glass case. He was just in 
like a small little half fenced in area and they would come by the next morning and the museum would be torn upside down basically with Robert in a different position, you know, stuff uh, that was on desks flipped over, just things thrown about the entire museum with Robert being moved himself. And they've also had reports that they've heard footsteps. And in addition to that, they've heard some creepy giggling coming from areas close to Robert. That's an automatic ignition of said museum if i hear that shit (laughs) i would find probably as much gasoline as i could and douse that place fuck you let's (laughs) let's go back chris what tell us who is robert where does robert come from he hails from germany apparently the doll made by the steif company which Correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, is a company that currently makes teddy bears. (laughs) Oh, you love a good teddy bear, don't you, Chris? Not really, but... uh... (laughs) Yes, they are made by... What is it? Stife? Stife. Robert was apparently produced... or I mean, we think mass-produced. I don't know. uh, Was made by the Stife Company, which is known for their production of, uh, as Chris mentioned... Sweet little innocent Valentine teddy bear. But Robert is not as innocent as your standard run-of-the-mill bear, is he? No, uh, other than the fact that he's not a bear. He's some creepy-looking, what looks like a little (laughs) kid, I guess. And the clothing that Robert is wearing is another thing, too. So, obviously... Many dolls that you see will come with some sort of an outfit these days, and maybe back in the day, too. They were dressed in something. But it is believed that the sailor suit that Robert the doll is wearing was actually wore by the child who owned him, who was Robert Eugene Otto. Better known as Just Jean. That is a correct amando. Yes, Robert is wearing a little sailor's outfit. Now, I'm going to have to ask my friend T-Bone, who's in the Navy, as we speak, and he's overseas. Um, so once he gets back, I'm going to ask him if this even remotely resembles an authentic sailor's outfit. Well, God, dating back to the early 1900s. Yeah, this is... Actually, I mean, like... Oh, I guess, like, when you grew up as a kid, you had, like, the firefighter or, like, police outfit. So, I guess it makes sense that this little bastard had a had a, uh, a sailor's outfit when he grew up. <laughs> but what's the other thing? You know, let's, let's briefly mention this because we don't really hear much about it. It appears that in the clutches of Robert's right arm, it's a, a dog, like a stuffed dog of some sort. I don't even know. It looks weird. But we don't really hear much about this dog. Why doesn't anyone say anything about it? Everything about this case is just, I mean, you're throwing darts at at a wall. You don't know what the hell is real and what's not. Now, first we hear that Robert was bought to Gene via his grandfather on a trip from Germany in 1904. Now, you'll hear that quite often. And in addition to that, you'll also hear the storyline that Robert was given to gene by a servant that worked on his family's estate 
and apparently that <clears throat> maid or I don't know they say servant so I don't know what he or she did or what the job was there but gave this to Jean as a gift and she apparently was mistreated by the family and had put some uh, black magic voodoo curse on it which would add an element of uh, creepiness to it that the gift from the grandfather really didn't. So we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, whatever's creepier. That's how, what's what we're looking for here. <laughs> All right. Following along with that story. Um, so the the building or the, the home where Eugene used to live, which is located on 534 Eaton Street, um, which there, the thought is it was built sometime in the 1890s. And uh, first of all, if you live in any house at this stage, uh, at this at this day and age, that's from the 1890s, it's haunted. It's just a given, right? Ex- excuse me, buddy? <laughs> I would not want to live in any house today that was built in the 1800s. <clears throat> well, the one I'm living in currently <laughs> is from <laughs> the 1840s. Ooh, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I don't care for where you're going with this. Uh, so the doll in the possession, like any young child who gets a doll, they it becomes a friend of theirs, right? They they take it everywhere they go. They might talk to it. It they might pretend that the doll is talking back, or maybe the doll is talking back. So here we are. Here we are in the early 1900s now. Robert's playing with his funny little friend and. Uh, Things start happening that only can be explained by the child as that Robert did it. So I'm talking about furniture being turned upside down, moved around in the in the child's room. So in Gene's room, he's claiming that Robert is doing all these mischievous things, throwing furniture around, and, and the it could be heard by the parents. And then when they come into the room, Robert's sitting at the edge of Gene's bed. Now, what would you think in this case, Bill? Well, I would automatically say Gene did it. But in the words of Gene, as he says quite often, Robert did it. And I'm thinking right now that this little bastard's full of shit. He's 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 pinning it on this little doll. Who's going to ever believe that this doll is actually doing anything? Well, the other very creepy part that I'm about to tell you is that Gene, like we mentioned, you know, like with any child with his doll, is going to talk to him. Except the parents heard another voice talking back. No, I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Because either way, even if he's doing it, that creepy little fuck is making a voice, you know, talking to himself. And then, you know, mimicking the voice of this little doll. So, I mean, what's scarier? If the doll's talking back, or you got this schizophrenic <laughs> little kid running around talking to someone's himself. Someone's got to go. I don't know who it is, but someone's <laughs> got to go. So, yeah, absolutely. This is like some red rum shit right here. I mean, you, you're, your kid is either talking to himself in some real creepy voice, or this doll's talking back, which is obviously an even worse scenario. So, if that wasn't creepy enough... There was other occurrences that happened, right, Bill? There was there was an instance here where the, they say that the doll's expression would change sometimes. They would actually see its face. Change. Yeah, and 
fast forward, they have even had reports in a museum that the doll's face has reportedly changed. Now, I don't know how, because if you look at his face, it's just a couple buttons and, <laughs> <laughs> and some stitching. But, I mean, I guess if you look at him long enough, he does start to get a little creepy looking. Um, but he has no, there's no definitive features. He has, you know, I don't even know, does this thing even have fingers? I mean, it just look like little mitten hands, you know? And his feet just look like <laughs> like little sacks of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, the obviously doll making back then was 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 probably not quite the same as it is today. How big is this fucking thing? Was he three or four feet? That's a good question. I don't even know. That's a little too big for my liking. Yeah, I don't. First of all, when they started making those dolls these days that are like life size, uh, uh-uh. my kids are not allowed to have any kind of doll that's bigger than a foot. Something I have to be able to kick across the room. <laughs> Bigger than your foot, so you can <laughs> kick it, yeah. Because you know, you, know, you know what happens when you bring large, life-size dolls into your house? Self-destruct sequence activated. <laughs> right. You, Absolutely You may right. end up going 12 rounds with this fucking doll. I mean, and you, you might lose, you know, if it's your size. You never know. You know, and, but, you know, these reports go back 100 years. So, you know, we're hearing reports of, you know, from Gene, from Gene's parents... From secondary homeowners that had lived there after, you know, Gene's family had sold the home, now going into the museum. So, the, you know, is this folklore? Is this being passed down through the ages? I'm sure it is. But there's also a, a component of, you know, just being freaked out by the doll itself. So it's like, you know, you're looking in the mirror for a long time. Your face will eventually change and you can freak yourself out just by looking at yourself. Now, you look at this thing long enough, you're going to get fucking freaked. And this weird little dog he has in his hand, I don't like any of it. No. No, I don't even know where the fucking dog came from, but <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think it's part of Robert, right? It's not, like, sewn to him, is it? No, because I, it, it <laughs> changes the position. In some instances, it looks very old. And then I just saw a picture the other day, and, and it looked like a completely different dog. <laughs> completely restored so who's given him this thing you know i mean where's his <laughs> perhaps a donation his caretaker <laughs> to ward off his uh the uh the, the curse that he might set upon people which by the way here's here's a i mean i and you could go along with it or not so the whole story behind if you don't actually ask permission to take a picture with him He'll do certain things, you know, he, he could cause you to get into a car accident, blah, blah, blah. There's been reports of this that people actually leave letters. And there's apparently a lot of letters left right near where Robert is. Basically, please, these are people apparently who have come back after visiting him and pleading him in these letters saying, please take the curse off of me. Well, dude, even if you go on to any of the YouTube videos about him. There are thousands. <laughs> now you're going to see a, a comment from me tomorrow. Robert, please, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. For the love of God. Uh, no, but if you look at any of the videos about Robert the doll, there are hundreds, thousands of comments of people, you know, apologizing for watching the video without his permission. I mean, are we talking curses or are we talking poor life choices? You know, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, they, they can sometimes be misconstrued. So let's go backwards for a second. Now, Gene 
was very attached to Robert, and we don't know if he was a social kid or if he, you know, if he had friends or he was socially awkward. We don't know, but from all accounts, he was very attached to this doll. And the incidences had continued to occur throughout his childhood. I guess, you know, they would be um, subdued a bit as, you know, Gene had grown older because eventually he left the house and studied overseas and whatnot, but he eventually did come back to the parents' house as an adult to live there with his wife. And when he went back to live there, Robert was locked up in the attic, and Gene wanted to, for lack of a better phrase, set him free. Now, Gene's wife uh, wasn't too pleased with this idea, was she, Chris? I mean, would anybody be pleased with a that creepy ass thing coming out of first of all I'd, I'd be like why was the thing locked in the fucking attic to begin with and why are you bringing it back down i mean let's let's talk about what happened when they first locked that damn thing up there to begin with when he was a kid so <clears throat> the the mother obviously not being able to ever really prove that robert was responsible for all these things that gene was blaming the doll for but got an uneasy feeling, so they locked the doll in the attic. Now, let me ask you a question, Bill. If you lock a doll in the attic, and suddenly at night you start hearing footsteps up there, and then what sounds like someone's pacing back and forth, and then giggling devilishly, what would you do? Hold on one second, let me sound the alarm. I'm certainly not going up to get the little fuck. The house would either be torched or I would hire a wrecking crew to come tear the place down immediately. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not living in there ever again. There's no, I don't care if that thing was a fucking 10,000 square foot house. I wouldn't live in, in a section of that house. I wouldn't live anywhere in that house after that happened. I mean... Fuck that. You know, because crazy. as... Yeah, yeah, you hear the giggling and the laughing, um, but then uh, there were accounts that... The fuck's this guy's name? Gene had placed Robert in the upstairs room facing outwards towards the town so he can uh, watch all the local children play. But that, that that doesn't sound right. What a guy! <laughs> doesn't sound right. Uh, but anyway, there were reports, and this is why I bring this up, from the local kids that would play in the neighborhood that they would see Robert change positions. Yeah, no way. I'd take a rocket launcher to that goddamn house. <laughs> I'm telling you, no matter what, though, if you see the doll in a window. You're gonna, your mind's going to start playing games with you, and you're going to think you see the thing move one way or the other. So it's just a bad omen to have a goddamn doll sitting there looking at people. Back the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously, little genie, what are you thinking? So neighborhood kids reported seeing Robert watching them from the window of the upstairs bedroom and uh, told accounts that the doll actually mocking them as they walked to school. No, 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 no. No. How's he mocking anybody? He right. doesn't have a mouth. <laughs> he's fucking, fucking things pulling down his pants and mooning people. <laughs> That's suspicious. I just thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. So they were saying that when Gene heard about the mocking, <laughs> right? You were on your story that he went to investigate it, 
and then knowing that he locked Robert in the attic, there was, you know, like how, how could he be sitting by a window in the upstairs bedroom because he's in the attic. But what does he find out? Bill? Well, once again, and mind you, this was Gene's little idea to place him by the window. Then he was getting these bad reports, throws Robert back up in the attic. And uh, unfortunately, it appears that Bobby makes his way back out of the attic into a rocking chair and is sitting at the same window. Why does it always have to be a fucking rocking chair? It's always a rocking chair. Like the creepiest thing because the thing can just move at the slightest movement. Well, let me tell you something. uh, I'm I'm outside working. I'm, I'm putting a new stone step out front, right? So I made it a little larger than the other one that we had to fit a chair, you know, <clears throat> like a little front porch. My wife decides that she wants, now I forgot all about this, she wants her great-grandmother's rocking chair that is down in our basement. Now this thing has got to be 150 years old. She wants to me to refinish it and bring it upstairs, bring it back to life. Now, I've been downstairs in that basement and I could swore that the thing has moved before. I'm not going down there <laughs> to touch it. And I am certainly not bringing that thing up to the front because, like you said, nothing good comes out of a rocking chair. No. And, and you're not kidding. Bringing that thing back to life. Yeah. Right. And I, I still got to find those two little asshole fucking p- pumpkin patch. <laughs> what are those? Like cabbage <laughs> pa- those cabbage patch kids from last week. My man, you know where they're sitting right now, right? In that rocking chair. In the basement. Oh my god, I would, I would absolutely torch it. But yeah, so he had. Now you got to start to wonder about Gene's mental state. So, I mean, you know, the reports of this kid, this doll terrorizing him as a kid. He's blaming all these misfortunes that happened to him, or anything that getting him in trouble is being blamed on Robert. Now all of a sudden he moves back to the house. You know, as an adult, and the shit starts going haywire again. So, is it that Robert is a possessed uh, entity, or can our friend Gene be the one that uh, has a little bit of uh, haunting going on with inside of him? Ooh, I do love a good <laughs> twist, and uh, it is a nice angle. I I, I like the angle that maybe it's our buddy gene who has some sort of you know schizophrenia or something that maybe he's making this all up in his head and everyone's just following along well, for the ride now before you get too angry at gene chris i don't really i don't necessarily care for your tone um <laughs> now gene died in 1974 and apparently they had sold the house or his family had sold the house, but there were some new owners that came to live there. And I don't know if it was a couple years later or, you know, immediately following his death, but there were reports again from the second family living there that their child um, was being terrorized by Robert. And um, apparently he was doing Robert. The doll was up to his old antics with her as well but you know all i need to hear is that the doll was fucking haunted and i'm either not buying the place or i am certainly making sure that that thing is not in that house yeah like like if you bought a house and you saw the doll was in there 
like I'd be like, all right, this is probably just someone's, you know, someone's doll that was here, the previous owners. It'll be gone when we move in, right? But and no, under no circumstance, I'm gonna be like, uh, if you don't throw the doll in, it's it's no deal. I mean, like, <laughs> get that fucking thing out of here. I would never want to keep that thing in there. But so they were saying uh, that you know, it's like some of the same things that her room was a mess, that she heard it laughing, um, and that the thing was moving around the room by itself, like threatening oh. her too, right? And they said it wanted to hurt her. Some Chucky Ooh. shit right there. And I think wasn't the the Child's Play movies loosely based on this thing? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. There were several movies based off of this off of Robert the Doll, none of which I've seen, but <clears throat> um, just there's no wonder that, that everyone's so freaked out of Chucky. It's a, I mean, once a doll comes to life, you just, you just gotta go. I mean, you just, <laughs> it's fucking, it's, it's the creepiest thing aside from most people's fear of clowns. I mean, and if you have a clown doll on top of it, oh, like, <laughs> like we talked about last week. <laughs> oh, and guess what? Guess what his name was? Robbie. It was. This is all tying together nicely, Chris. <laughs> now, finally, common sense has prevailed. Because this family finally decides to do something that should have been done about seven decades prior. Robert was given away to the museum we spoke of earlier. Robert now takes up permanent residence in the East Martello Fort Museum. I don't. I mean, is a glass case really enough for you? Like, it wouldn't be enough for me if that's just the only thing separating me from this thing. Now, imagine these poor people working at this museum. So, like, you know, you got little artifacts, you know, history of uh, the Florida Keys, you know, some documents. We got this. You're working your overnight shift, right? You're feeling good, a nice laid back job. Then all of a sudden, they bring us, you know, Tom. Tonight, you're going to be in charge of taking care of our newest piece of memorabilia. This is Robert, and he's been haunting souls for over 70 years. Now, your job tonight and every night after is to take care of him and keep a very stern and watchful eye on him. Yeah, for like maybe two and a half million, I would take that job. There's no way on some shitty salary am I going to watch this thing at night. I'd be fucking kidding. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, I don't know. I mean... Do I believe in these things? Not really. But that being said, are we ever going to take a chance that it might? It's be just real? like the uh, <clears throat> like that Bloody Mary thing we talked about uh, last week or the week before. I mean, I don't believe it. I think it's bullshit. But am I going to try it? No, 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 no. <laughs> not absolutely at gunpoint. Gunpoint. Yeah, I, I mean, like staff members. At this museum saying that, you know, Robert's facial expression changes from time to time and they're hearing demonic giggling and then even Robert putting his hand up to the glass while they're there. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, I, I mean, what, is this a game to them? I, I don't I don't get it. I just wouldn't want to stick around. But, you know, one interesting thing is, like, you know, you always... At least me, when I see the this doll's haunted or this thing's like, you want to open it up and see what's inside of it. Now, the museum actually does. I guess yearly they have to uh, 
check in on it to me <laughs> check in on it to make sure that uh i mean well his organs are healthy uh but i guess the due to the humidity down there in the keys that they have to um run tests on it to see if you know he's being affected by the weather there if there's any sort of mildew or whatnot but apparently robert is made up of hay you know no blood and guts in that boy Unfortunately, Robert uh, has fallen ill to a case of mold <laughs> and uh, <laughs> will no longer be with us. Yeah, I don't know. It's just all, that makes it even creepier too. The thing's stuffed with fucking hay and like like a like a scarecrow. According to local folklore, uh, the doll has caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and a cornucopia of other misfortunes. And you view, and museum visitors supposedly experience post-visit misfortunes for failing to respect Robert. Oh. Champ, you're in fucking trouble. <laughs> One person even reported after seeing Robert that they were going to eat a slice of pizza and dropped it on the <laughs> ground. I mean, this is just... That's just cruel. Absolutely cruel, Robert. <laughs> But in all seriousness, I probably will have to write Robert a little bit of a letter and just send the, tell him that you put me up to this. I mean, I'm just in charge of I'm just in charge of the lame sound effects, pal. <clears throat> Look, I will uh, I will gladly give Robert your address <laughs> for a close a close in depth interview. But what's the consensus here? Yeah, what, are, what are we thinking, Chris? Do we think that there is any haunting going on in Robert? Are the visitors playing it up? Uh, is the folklore just that? Or do we believe that Robert's original owner, Gene, had a mental uh, disorder causing him to create all this in his head and then eventually physically play it out? What do you think? I don't know. I'm, I'm always skeptic in these scenarios. You know, I... I like to see things to believe them, but <laughs> oh, we could arrange that. <laughs> that being said, I may not want to be put in a situation where I could see something. So, as much as I'm gonna say, no, I don't believe it. I will also follow that up with Robert. I I apologize for for this this broadcast we're doing right here. Well, now you're putting me in a funny spot, Chris. I mean. How, what do I say? What do I do? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I don't believe it either, but Jesus, do I owe Robert an apology now? Yeah, I'm not taking any chances here. I'm going to cover both ends here. <laughs> Robert, I'm sorry. This is actually Richmond's fault. Our friend Richmond requested this episode. <laughs> so, Oh, bye-bye, <laughs> Richmond. Ah, oh, God, I don't friggin' know. <clears throat> I'll tell you one thing. I won't want to be left alone with it at night. Oh, my God. Like, ugh. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, that thing's sitting at the foot of your bed. All right. I would I would literally just fa I would faint, <laughs> or I would just completely evaporate. Turn into the, turn into the straw within Robert. <laughs> what would it ugh. take you? What What monetary amount would it take you to spend one night by yourself in that museum, unable to leave, there are there's no ability to turn on the lights, nothing. You just have to be in this dark room with Robert 
from 8 p.m. at night till 7 the next morning. How much would it take? Let's see. I, I would say, realistically. Five grand? <laughs> no, 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 no. My soul's <laughs> worth a lot more than that. I think you have to start you have to start the bidding at 25. Uh yeah, I, I would start it at 25. <clears throat> I mean, it, that's because what if the little fucking thing's alive? Like what if it really is alive? Oh my god. I don't know. I mean, is, is that worth a lifetime of of well, haunting? That and not only that, I mean, so say it is alive and the thing beats the shit out of you, then you got to face everybody that you got <laughs> beat up by a, a, a straw doll. Then then you got to face you got to face that humiliation. In that case, nobody would believe you. They wouldn't even think he did it. They would think. I, I'm going to have to take. I would take. Oh God! All right, I would go. Uh, I would. I would like to say I would do six figures, but I think if I, I wouldn't back out. I, I I would take seventy-five grand, and and a paid vacation somewhere. So seventy-five grand and a paid vacation. That's the deal. Okay, but that vacation has to include Robert. Fuck, it does. <laughs> Man, you have to push him around in a stroller on your vacation. All right, so we're going to go, we'll say 50 to 100 grand to stay in the museum overnight with Robert. Yeah, that's it. That's my offer. All right, Final so offer. I, I think that's it. I, I, I need to take a break from these fucking haunted doll cases. So let's, uh, next week we're going to get back to a little bit you know, more serious of a, a subject matter. But no less creepier. Just as creepy, uh, but involving a real human being. So even creepier, okay. So let me do a little bit of, uh, let me do my normal info spiel. If you want to get in touch with us, and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the day we finally get our first email, Chris. It, that's going to be a momentous <laughs> occasion. So what do we, I'll what send has one it been, from another <laughs> It's been five weeks. <laughs> five weeks, and all, all, only emails I'm getting are your recordings. So people are just so they're they're so into and, and they believe our, our facts are so in line <laughs> that they have no questions for us. That's basically what so anything anybody not named Robert, please feel free to write us at <laughs> BTC POD 2020 at Gmail dot com. Or you can find us on our Facebook page, the Between the Cracks podcast. And we also have our little Instagram page set up, which is Between the Cracks podcast. So you can find us everywhere. And please feel free to reach out. We're all feeling a little bit lonely these days. And the more we hear from you, the better we feel. Am I right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, we want some feedback. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, God. Do we really, though? <laughs> first first, first email, For, <laughs> Robert T, T, D For, first ne- <laughs> at gmail.com. First negative com. comment, fuck this asshole. All right, so that's it. That's another uh, episode in the books. Uh, We will be back next week with an episode that is bound to delight you. All right, Chris. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Chris, it's not that bad down here. What's the big deal? I mean, look, at least the thing's locked up in this little glass cage. Oh, yeah, this isn't bad. I could do this. No problem.
Why do you seem so scared? All I wanted to do is play with you. Please come and play with me. I am so lonely. I will show you where I play hide and seek. Do you want to play hide and seek? You hide and I'll find you. Oh, fuck. You're going to die in there. Chris, run! <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I'll give you back the 75,000. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. Oh, God. All right, that sounds good. I like it. So let's just, uh, is there anything else we wanted to add? Uh, we didn't do our field goal skit, but that's all right, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it in somewhere. Uh, well, maybe, uh, maybe we'll leave it off. Maybe it's getting, <laughs> maybe it's fucking dry now. <laughs> Nobody likes it. If they do that fucking field goal skit one more time. <laughs> oh shit! All right, that sounds good. We got forty-five minutes here, so we'll. Uh, I'll edit it, throw some more of the skits together and shit. So it'll probably be a forty-minute episode. That's all right, good. so we'll cut it now.